You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Danica, and this is the second part of the two-part interview Riley and I did with male porn star Derek Pierce. So if you haven't listened to the first part, go listen to that and then come back here to listen to us have Derek answer all of the listener questions you guys sent in. So we opened up the questions to the listeners and we had quite a flood of questions. One, I think I think porn is something that most people watch and to speak to a porn star is rare for a lot of people, especially a male porn star. So you had a lot of questions come in uh, for sake of... One, me cutting down all my editing and <laughs> not having a five-hour-long um, discussion as much as I'd love to. Uh, we narrowed it down to the top, I don't know, fucking 15 or 20 <laughs> questions. <laughs> 50, I don't know. Something like that. So um, a lot of questions about dick size. Like a fucking lot of them. So first question was, does dick size really matter? It's an ironic question for me because... I, I, I don't know. I don't take dick. So, you know, ask any females if dick size matter. But then every dude thinks that a woman's lying. Um, so here's, here's what I find. I find that uh, one of the reasons why I'm popular is that I don't have a 10-inch dick, um, meaning girls are not going to be throwing up the next day because they had a dick in their throat uh, from the bottom up, not this way. Um, and... I always laugh because I've heard so many girls go, I love, I mean, I'm a, I'm a size queen. Bitch, no, you're not. And I know you're not because I've seen huge dicks. I've seen stupid huge that you're just like, that belongs in a circus. Get that the fuck away from me. And, and I know girls who fuck those guys on camera and they're never like, yay, Mandingo. <laughs> they're like, Okay, Mendingo, let's go. <laughs> and so, and then I, if I have sex with a girl off camera who's like a civilian, we call uh, we call non-performer civilians. Yeah, and a lot of those girls will be like, "Whoa, oh, slow down! You have a big dick." And I'm like, "Bitch, who are you talking to? I don't have a big dick." And they're like, "Yeah, you do." And I'm like, "Oh, right, you fuck normal guys." And so, for normal dudes, I have a big dick. And so there's this I- irony between the two, right? It's, it's kind of like the athlete. If you're an NFL star, playing a pickup game in the park is a fucking joke. But to other NFL stars, you're just normal, you know? And you might not be the best star on the team. And so I, I, I think dick size is, is certainly a thing, but only up to a point. Because I think any woman will tell you big dicks are fun until they're not. So one thing I've noticed about dick size is that vaginal sex, a lot of the dicks kind of feel the same, unless they are like dramatically bigger, dramatically tinier, or huge right-handed curve (laughs) at a right angle. Um, But anal sex, I I can notice dick size change like a lot more. Fun fact. I get it. No, I get it. Like a vagina is made to like, you know, expand and take Mm. take dick and – Anal has uh, been repurposed. <laughs> um, so speaking of dick size, uh, another question. Do those dick-growing pills they advertise on porn sites work? I 
don't know. I've never taken any dick growing pills. And if they did work, I think every dude on the fucking planet would use them. Here's the irony about the thing. If, if having a 12 inch dick was an option, every dude would be walking around with a 12 inch dick. I don't care who they are. No guy looks down at a four or five inch dick and goes, that's enough. Right. <laughs> they <do>. just don't. <laughs> It's the same reason why. Okay, so here's how I put it. I'm very much into cars. That's I'm a total gearhead. I have multiple cars. I'm all about that shit. I have one car, my Dodge Challenger. It, it has a little over a thousand horsepower. Okay, I've built that thing. Spent a shit ton of money on it. Entirely too much money. Okay, a thousand horsepower. It's stupid. It's fucking ridiculous. It's dumb. There's no reason for me to have over a thousand horsepower in a car. Right. Especially in, in L.A., you drive from stoplight to stoplight. And I've had many people ask me, too, why you, you don't race the car? You just drive this. Why you have a thousand horsepower? And this is for the same reason why a guy wants a 12 inch dick. I want to fuck you with six inches of it. But if you get stupid, I want to remind you that there's another six inches waiting. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what a thousand horsepower means. But <laughs> that goes real fast. I mean, it means good. <laughs> There's a lot of it. I want to fuck with it. It's it's for show. It's for show. It has no – it literally is the quintessential dick measuring competition, right? I fuck circles around dudes that have a dick a lot bigger than mine. And I've had many girls be like, get me the fuck away from him. I don't like the way he fucks. His dick's too big. He's not cute. And, you know, there there was one scene I did with a guy uh, named Chris Charming. And – He's about 150 pounds and 5'6", so he can't kick my ass, so I can fuck what he thinks. Um, he has a huge fucking dick, like dumb. Like you're just like, okay, circus boy, get the hell out of here. And he's a German dude. He's also not excessively attractive. It's just life. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, and so we were doing a boy-boy girl, and it was, I was brand new in the business. And we were talking in the kitchen. He's like, yeah, I know where they hired me because I have a really huge dick. And I was like, they hired me because I'm – cute i guess i don't I had, what's my response like there's no fucking response right but i had never seen his dick i don't know anything about the guy so of course now you're thinking in your head like ah, come on how big could it really be it's gonna be that fucking big i mean it's just a dick for christ's sake and so we're like getting ready for the scene and it's just a straight up like fuck fucking get up and get out scene and it's also a dp so we're gonna dp the girl and so we go to get naked and I'm taking off my clothes and you kind of fucking look over because you can't help it and you're like it's not that big and then he turns back around and it's hard like oh Jesus yeah, my. Like, what the <laughs> hell is that and I literally had to go to the bathroom and give myself a pep talk as though I was the one taking the <laughs> like come on dude. you got this bro you can handle it it's not a problem you're fine it's okay not that big of a deal right <laughs> so when I get back in the room I'm like let me guess. I'm going to be doing all the anchoring. Anal's on me today, right? Because I know that she's not going to want that dick in her ass. And But that's the irony of dick sizes. Dick size is only relevant as to performance. You know, again, thousand horsepower is a cool fucking thing to say, but it doesn't mean anything when you can only drive 500 of it. 100%. Okay, so next listener question. How long does a scene or a film take to shoot? Uh, it is. It depends on what we're shooting. So, like, if I shoot for kink, that's about a five-hour scene. 
but it's off and on because it's like we shoot for 20 minutes, we're down for 15 minutes, and then they change the rigging, which is another 15, 20 minutes, and then we shoot for 20, 25 minutes, then we're down again, so it goes back and forth. Um, when I shoot for some companies, I'm there from start to finish and out of there in two hours. It just depends on what we're shooting. If it's a feature film where there's a lot of dialogue, yes, porn actually does have scripts. Um, and then we're shooting for, you know, 10, 12, 15 hour days. Can female fans of yours film with you and how? I'm, I suppose so. I mean, I have OnlyFans. You want to fucking pay me and, and I can shoot it. Yeah, I'm open to it. You got to get tested and pay me. <laughs> So I feel like this is the same listener that asked that question because they're very concerned about what your preference is. They asked, how does he prefer women's hair down there to look? I feel like they're prepping for their scene with you now. Just taking notes. Yeah. Um, If I have a preference, I like it, like, shaved off. That's just me. I don't want dental floss. You know what I mean? I want that shit to be clean. Um, But I do have hair. I don't really care i just like i said i just don't want it to be like uh you know the the amazon jungle where i got to hack my way in <laughs> actually it's a good question to go back on with our body changing throughout porn in the recent years have you noticed uh like pubic hair or like manscaping or female like genital hair pubic hair i don't want to say it weird <laughs> have you noticed a change over the years or body uh, hair yeah, in general? I've noticed now that um, more girls have hair than before. I think still more girls, but most of them keep it really, really short. The only time they seem to grow it out is if there's a scene they're shooting, which is, uh, you know, a bush-style scene. Mm-hmm. I feel like I noticed that even stripping, there was a large amount of years where bear was really common and i'm lasered now yeah. so i can't grow hair and then last year everyone's like landing strips are so cool again i'm like you hey, fuck you all like i just fucking spent seven g's fucking lasering my pussy and now i can't have this fucking landing strip that everyone wants uh and yeah. i've only ever seen two girls in all my years in stripping and all the clubs i've been at that had like full-on bush and literally every night people talk about her fucking bush <laughs> i was like yeah we know she has a bush like <laughs> I actually had a, client, a customer come in requesting someone with a bush. Well, I know a girl, so <laughs> I'll send her to you. <laughs> uh, all right, next question. Do you get recognized on the street by more guys or girls? Probably more guys hmm. um, and couples, guys and couples. And it's funny, and it's it usually, not now, but usually before it was Vegas a lot. Um, so what I get a lot of is this. You look really familiar <laughs> and, and they really don't know where they know me from. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, where do you think you know me from? And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, really? Nowhere? Can't think of anything, huh? No, no, no. Nothing. Nothing coming to mind. Nothing. <laughs> and usually they think I'm an MMA fighter um, because of the tattoos. I'm not a small guy and I'm bald and, you know, the very quintessentially MMA guy um, for a long time. And then I also train pro MMA guys. So I have a lot of pictures with pro MMA fighters and boxers and stuff like that. So they have seen me that way. But the funniest is usually – so one time I was on a date and I was going up an escalator and this dude was coming down the escalator. And I was just first date with this girl. We're going to the movies. And and then all I hear is, Derek Pierce, love your stuff. And the girl goes, he was talking to you? And I was like – 
don't know who he was talking to. And that was it. Like, he just <laughs> recognized me, said some shit, and kept it pushing. Um, then in Vegas, it's usually, like, the couple and the wife is way too shy to come talk to me or say anything. And so always the husband going, like, just talk to him, babe. Just talk. And then the guy will come over. And it's always, they're over 30, always. And the guy will come over and be like, hey, um, I, I know you're Derek Pierce. And um, my wife and I like know who you are. And she's really a fan. And she's way too nervous. So then, of course, then I talk to them that way. But I think it's cool. Uh, I'm never offended. And, you know, if you see me out, just don't be a dick. That's all. I just don't, I don't care if you come and say something to me or take a picture. That happens often. Just don't be an asshole. That's all. Don't, don't be an asshole. And women can be assholes, too. <laughs> Huh? Don't yell porn hurts at you. That's a tongue twister. I know. Yeah. <laughs> porn yeah, hurts. Yeah, don't porn yell hurts. porn hurts at me. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't think I've I, – I run into uh, guys from the strip club. It's Obviously, strip club's been closed now, but I used to run to people at like – I mean, we live in Vancouver. Vancouver's small in comparison to a lot of cities, so you run to people. And there's strip clubs closed down times. So there's a few and far between now. And I'll run to guys that spent – wait, probably their rent – at the strip club that the night before. And I remember I was, one in particular, I was with my partner at the time. And this guy came around the corner with his girlfriend at the time. I guess I, I maybe still a girlfriend. And his face just like dropped. And I was like, and then at first I went to say hi. because I felt we spent like an X amount of hours together last night at the club. And I was like, oh, we're not, we don't know each other here. <laughs> his wife, his girlfriend kind of looked twice. And my boyfriend was like, who's here? I was like, she's, he's like, were you naked in front of him last night? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I don't think he wants to say hi anymore. <laughs> the funniest one for me, I was at a sushi, a sushi restaurant with some friends and I was, we were waiting for a table and there's a couple sitting like three tables over where the entrance is. And, um, you see the guy He kind of looked and look again say something to his girlfriend or whoever he was with wife, whatever. And she kind of like turned around like that. And then they talked a little more and they like looked again. And I told my boy and I'm like, they're trying to figure out how they know me. Like they're, they're, they know they know me. They just don't know from where yet. And I go, wait for it. And he goes, what do you mean? And I go, just fucking wait for it. And so they looked again. This is over the course of like five, six minutes. And they talked a little more. And then she looked like one or two more times. Then he looked and he went, and then said something to her and they never fucking looked back again. <laughs> and I was like, that was the moment I told you to wait for when they just realized, oh my God, baby, I was fucking you last night. He came on her face. That's him. You know, like, and, okay, don't look no more. We were watching, we were fucking, well, we were watching this porn the other day. We can't look again. It's not okay now. <laughs> I I hope one time when someone comes up to you being like, hey, are you that porn star? You'd be like, no, we, we actually sat beside each other in church when we were younger. <laughs> <laughs> I thoroughly like me feel uncomfortable yeah. with things, but that's just for me. Please do that for my pleasure. Just like do a little sign of the cross and walk away. Like, I'll pray for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, so I feel like, again, this is the same woman real desperate to get your dick in her. Uh, another question, is there anything a female performer can do to help a guy maintain his direction on set? I don't know if that was a mistype to say erection, but either or. Probably erection. Yeah, probably. Um, or does it have does it have anything to do with her at all? Occasionally, it has to do with her. It's more about the guy. You know what I mean? Uh, I just worked with a girl named Violet, like last week, and she's amazing. She's awesome. And whatever she was selling, I was buying. 
Like, I don't give a fuck if she was lying to me or not. Just the little touches on the face or, you know, grab my ass or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yes, let's <laughs> let's do this right now. And she could probably not give a fuck, probably don't even remember. I don't know. But whatever she was selling, I was buying. Like, yes, bitch, I am buying everything that you got for sale. Let's handle this shit. And so it, it's those small things that make a difference. And you know from being a dancer, you walk by the dude, you just give him an extra touch without saying anything to him. Or like, oh, my God, you're so cute. And you walk away and he's like, what? what, what? She's not cute. She and loves she walks me. Away. She didn't ask me for no money? Oh, my God, I might have a shot. You know, it's all the little shit that you do. It's just the setup. It's it's laying in that groundwork and the foundation to, to get paid. And I'm not stupid. I know what Violet was doing, but I don't care. I'm like, <laughs> I like it. All the, yeah, I'm all about it. When she when we're doing the scene and she looks back and she's like, oh, my God, that feels so fucking good. And she whispers it just loud enough for me to hear. Oh, this shit is real. Uh, <laughs> She's totally telling me the truth. I am by far the best thing since sliced bread. Let's handle this shit. <laughs> All right. And the last one to round up, I believe, again, the same person. Um, <laughs> I feel like she made multiple accounts. Yeah. I was like, uh, what is your favorite position? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> That's, I... I I don't have a fa- – I guess if I had a favorite, uh, I like the girl on top. I like cowgirl mm-hmm. um, for a multitude of reasons. Number one, I love the female form. So I really, really like to see curves. Um, and so when you're on top, it allows me access to a lot of, of your body. And I'm very much into rough sex and things like that. So it, it's easy for me to choke from that position and pull hair and smack your ass and – grab your chat like everything i just have full access and i just think women look so good just sitting all the way up and this is like my view you know it's hot all right well there you go so uh pay him on only fans uh touch his face shave your pubes shaving pubes and go full cowgirl <laughs> yes absolutely we'll make sure to write her in those, those side notes um the follow-up question to that was your favorite position at work versus your favorite position with your significant other. Is there any difference or are you just like, yeah. It's, just, it's the same. It's the same. Uh, but again, I don't, I like mirrors and lighting and shit like that. I like to look at my partner, like whether it's directly like this or it's through a mirror so I can see her form. Uh, I like that shit, you know, and I'm not, a, I, I'm not a huge fan of lights, I don't like the lights on, but I like a little bit of light. So, like, I have LED lights that go around, like, my big mirror. Um, and I like to turn those on because they're different colors. And it just creates some really, really nice shadows, um, which then I can still see you. And it's not, like, bright light. <laughs> In grown hairs. <laughs> yes, that too. Um, so, what has your experience been with female porn directors versus male porn directors? Like, is there much of a difference? Do you have a preference? Uh, yeah. So, like, just recently I worked for a female director named Jackie St. James, who's all kinds of awesome. Um, I think in some instances women make better straight porn mm-hmm. because I think there's just a little more uh, attention to the female. And that's not to imply that uh, male directors don't make good stuff, but there just seems to be a little more time taking when it's a female director. Yeah. I mean, I think I've noticed 
the difference between like watching porn that's directed by men and women is yeah you just feel like more seen <laughs> with female porn directors or like it's more relatable I think it can be yeah for sure and especially if it's story driven and they wrote it like when Jackie writes it I, I feel like you can tell a, a woman it has a woman's touch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so next listener question does anal and vaginal sex really feel a lot different for the guy yeah it does um, but I also think it's a lot about intention you know what I mean? I, I think most sexual acts are are intention. Um, I think anal. Okay, so here's my uh, comparison. Right, so it gives people like volume. Everybody's had cake before. Everybody, most everybody loves cake. And when you cut the cake, you cut it into a triangle piece, right? And most people eat the cake from the small end to the big end. So, aka the frosting goes on the top and then goes down that backside. And usually you hold that last backside where the most frosting is for the very end. I don't know why we eat it that way. Most people eat it that way. And usually when you're done with that frosting on that cake, you're like, oh, God, that was so good. That was just the right amount. I had just the right size pizza, uh, slice of cake um, and with the frosting. But if I just gave you a bucket of frosting, you'd be like one bite and be like, oh, it's too much. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's, it's not a good deal. And I always look at the cake as pussy. And the frosting as anal, right, is you have a lot of cake and a little bit of frosting and you save most of the frosting for the very end. And that's kind of like how I equate like anal sex to the two. And it's with anal sex, it's not about the actuality of me fucking you in your ass. It's about me whispering in your ear before I do it that I'm going to fuck you in your ass. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm going to hold you down by your fucking neck. And I'm going to do whatever I want to. And if I decide I'm going to fuck your ass, I'm going to. And she goes, no. And I go, fuck you, yes. And they're like, it's going to hurt. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to take my time. You feel me? It's that. That's That to me, that's the exciting part. It's not when a girl just spreads her ass cheeks and is like, get a running start, daddy, and fuck my ass. Like, I don't want to. You're like, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't like it that easy. I want a little bit of fight back. Like, like, no, 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 wait, go slow. Okay, hold on. Okay, okay, go. No, wait, hold on. You know, I want a little bit of you saying no. It's intention because anal is taboo and it's a, a little more risque. And it's just that, that one night when, you know, your significant other turns over and goes, fuck me, my ass. And you go, yeah? She goes, yeah. And then you go, okay, fuck it, it's on, you know? But if... I, I used to work with a girl named Kylie Ireland, who's a very, very good friend of mine. Um, and Kylie used to always love anal. She would prefer anal over vag anytime. And so we'd be doing a scene together and we'd be in softcore where you can't see the sex. And she'd be like, fuck my ass. And I'm like, no, it's softcore. And she's like, yeah, softcore anal. And I'm like, no, Kylie, I'm getting pussy. I want pussy. Give me pussy. And she'd be like, just fuck my ass. I'm like, I don't want to fuck your ass. Like, I don't, this would be an argument. We'd be on set. <laughs> um for like the actual like physical difference um i had a guy explain to me once that when you fuck a vagina it's like tight at the opening and then it opens up as opposed to like fucking an ass is like tight and constricted the whole way on your dick is that accurate not to me so vaginal walls um are inherently tighter aka uh, even some girls will gape you'll see the opening and stuff like that. 
but it, it, it goes back much more quickly and it has a bit of a gripping feel to it. As anal is all muscles, right? It's rings of muscles. And so as the muscles relax, they have a tendency to stay relaxed. Mm-hmm. So after the first five, six minutes of anal, it's just a hole. Like it's just open. Like, you know what I mean? Which is why I kind of say like, uh, you know, you save it more towards the end because that that's it. But I've also fucked many a girl that there's like, I feel like it's deceiving because there's like the hole is right here and you think it's this long and it's just that long and the inside is like open. And you're like, hey, what the hell is going on in here? And like, you know. I really wish our listeners had visuals, but yeah. <laughs> that's for our pleasure, I guess. <laughs> so the next question was, were you always good in bed slash hypersexual? Uh, I won't comment on the good in bed part. I will say, yes, I've always been hypersexual. I think someone who's good in bed is the subjective activity, much like ice cream or something like that. Like, I like this flavor. I like that flavor. I'm sure there's many girls who have slept with me that have been like, yeah, could have done without that one. Um, I have killed those women, but, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> Back to ethical porn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, it's different flavors for different people. So I don't know if I've always been good in bed is an accurate statement. Cause I think it just depends on who you ask. Mm-hmm. It's very humble of you. Uh, do you watch your own porn and would knowing a girl you met watched your porn be a turn on or give you a creeper fangirl vibe? He's just this person. Uh, I'm, no. as, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> um, hell no. I never porn on purpose. Um, I get way too judgmental, you know, in myself. Like, I'm like, why did I put my foot there? That's it's, it's terrible. Look at, God, I look like shit. Like, you know what I mean? I'm no longer watching for the correct reasons. Um, no, I think it's actually endearing if, if somebody says that they totally watch my porn and they get off to it. That's what it's for. You should be watching it. If it does get you off, then I'm like, good. And I did a good job. If you thought it was hot enough to, to have an orgasm to, then I'm happy. Ah, there we go. Uh, so we're fine. (laughs) Good, good, good. Uh, so what do you do if, and when your erection goes away during a shoot? Um, pray, <laughs> lots of praying. Um, I, you, you, so here's the difference between a veteran and a rookie, right? A rookie performer will give you every excuse in the book. It's too hot. It's too cold. I didn't sleep. I slept too much. I didn't eat. I ate too much. They give you every shitty fucking excuse in the book as to why they don't have a hard on during the scene. And a veteran will be like, hey, that's life. <laughs> My body doesn't always cooperate with everything I wanted to do. Uh, give me a minute and I'll give you feedback. Usually it's a mental activity. You can pop Viagra till you literally are blue in the face. Nothing is going to happen if your mindset isn't right. So um, if I have uh, struggling a little bit or something like that on set, um, which has happened, you know, it, it's uh, just like riding a motorcycle. There's two types of riders, those that have gone down and those that will go down. There's two types of performers, those that have had a hard hunt and those that have lost it all. So they're just, it's only a matter of time before you have a shitty day where your dick is not cooperating. Um, but you just have to kind of like take an introverted look at things 
find nice quiet space, which is what I was using psychotherapy for, for, for popping. And I use it the same way. You just kind of breathe, relax, don't touch nothing, don't do nothing, and see if you can get your mind right. Mm-hmm. The next question, does he ever get nervous before a shoot? What about the first time having sex with a new partner in your personal life or in his personal life? Um, I don't know that I get nervous. I did get nervous when uh, we got off of um, the COVID when we came back because nobody was shooting. Like everybody was like, and so my first scene back, I was like, oh shit, do I know how to do this shit still? Is everything still working? Like, you know, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Um, so there's that, but it's less nerves and more like excitement. Like if it's, if it's a girl that I'm digging on or whatever, or we have good rapport, I'm excited. So I wouldn't call it nervous. I would call it excitement. Mm -hmm. How do you keep your head in the game while in between taking takes during filming? Okay. So I think a common misconception about porn is that we do like multiple sex takes with the camera starts. They shoot until they get everything that they need and then they stop shooting. You know what I mean? So we don't go cut. Okay. Go back to one. It's not like that. It's, it has elements of that, but that's not how it is. Um, most of the time, uh, if you have a quality cameraman, they won't interrupt you very much unless they need something in particular. And, then they'll communicate it to the to the male performer more often than the female performer. So maybe I moved too soon. He wasn't on a wide shot. And he'll, oh, you got to go back for a second, do 30 seconds, and let me get on a wide, and then you can go ahead and move. And so then we just go back, you know, fuck for 30 seconds, and then I can make the move, whatever I was doing. But there's no, like, you know, cut, okay, back to one. That's, that's not how it works. Okay. So next listener said, it must be hard pun sort of intended, to keep an erection. Are fluffers, people or people who help the male performer maintain an erection, a real thing? Do they really have fluffers on set? No. It's <laughs> all you buyers out there. This is, this is my fluffer right here. This is it. <laughs> Again, for those listening, not watching, he um, is doing a jerking off, off yeah. emotion with his hand. <laughs> um, fluffers kind of came about when they used to do like the really, really big gangbangs. Like... Um, 25 guys or some bullshit like that and that wasn't even a standard it was just something that would happen from time to time um but you know you're kind of responsible for your own heart on well she shouldn't apply for that job then (laughs) guess my fluffer resume (laughs) a waste it's okay honestly i have like bad wrists now so (laughs) my career (laughs) short-lived so next Listener question. Has he felt supported while on set from his coworkers? Have I felt supported? Is that what he said? Yeah. I assume more like mentally, not physically, but. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, I have, a, my opinion, I have a great working relationship with pretty much everybody in the business. So like, uh, you know, every director, producer, talent, as far as I know, like, you know, I'm, I'm on a few girls know this, but it's usually like we dated and now they just don't want to work with me because they're mad at me or whatever. But it's usually not something that I did to them work related or, you know, that I was an asshole to them. They just don't want to have that physical contact with me. Um, 
but yeah, for the most part, I, I have a really, really good working relationship with everybody. So. All right. Uh, so next question. How do you feel about the lack of male body diversity in mainstream pornography? I, lack of male body diversity? I, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to fathom what the fuck that is because they're literally – is a ton of male diversity in this business. You have the little guys. I don't say little in a bad way, but like the smaller guys, like small hands and Xander and these guys. Then you have big dudes that are more like my size, Manuel, uh, and a bunch of other guy Ramon and a bunch of other guys that are you know full you know bigger guys. Uh, I've seen some guys that are out of shape. I've seen some guys that are really in shape. I actually seen pretty much all kinds of male diversity in the business. Yeah, I was going to say, I watch, like, my my go-to porn I watch is I'm really into old men, like, fat old men. I don't know why that gets me off right the fuck away. So, yeah, fat old men porn. And especially with, like, a younger girl. <laughs> and then, uh, like, gangbangs, like, 50-guy gangbangs do it for me with one girl. I'm thinking, like, a lot of different male bodies in there. Not just all my favorite fat old guys. There's a lot of like skinny little guys, like black guys, white guys, blah blah blah. Yeah. So well, maybe this guy, this listener, just needs to uh, broaden, broaden their horizons. Broaden their horizons, exactly. Yeah. I'll send them more. <laughs> um, can uh, the next question? Can he describe the way he sees female coworkers treated when they disclose their occupation? Is there a difference between the reactions from outsiders when female porn stars disclose their occupation compared to when their male coworkers disclose their occupation? I repeat it a lot. Go on. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, listen, when part of a guy being an alpha male is sexual prowess, is conquest, right? So if I fuck X number of women, that's cool. Like dudes are like, wow, you are the man. And you got paid for it? Fucking that's crazy. And when a girl does it, they're just a fucking whore. And and literally just a fucking whore. Not even a fucking whore, but like that's all you're worth, you know? Um, so on the surface, you know, men are high-fived and women are ostracized for it. And it's literally the same activity. Um, so, yeah, 100%. There's a difference between the two. All right. So uh, building... I- Building up for that, do you feel like it's easier for men or women to be in the adult entertainment industry? Um, I feel like it's easier for women to get started. Uh, I feel like it's easier for women to get in the adult industry because there's a turn and burn uh, in the aftermath of it all. Um, meaning, like, you could get started in porn today and they'll, you might work every day for three months and then you won't work hardly at all after that because they use you up and spit you out. That's entertainment in general though. You know, they use you up and spit you out, but especially an adult as to where the male counterparts, um, when you're a tried and true seasoned professional is you can do the job as you want to be employed doing the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've definitely heard that before. I think Samantha, uh, Max had a similar uh, theory as well, how women have a much shorter career or they have to go a lot longer in between shooting with a certain production company. Uh, next question. Have you ever had a really embarrassing moment while shooting? Oh, God. Yes, lots. <laughs> uh, where do you want to start? Um, 
Let's see. Uh, oh, I almost fell asleep when I was jerking off on set before. Good. Um, so I was jerking to pop, and I was not feeling well that day. And they had uh, on set the PA had given me uh, Dayquil, and I mean I just was like stuffy, and we were getting done with the scene, and apparently it turned out to be Nyquil, not Dayquil, and it was a capsule. So he didn't pay attention to what he gave me, and. So in the aftermath, he actually uh, realized he had given me NyQuil, and I literally was sitting on top of the the apple box jerking off, and I was like, my eyes kept closing and, and like opening, and they're like, do you falling asleep? And I'm like, I, I don't know. And then he's like, oh, shit, I gave you NyQuil. And I was like, fucking son of a bitch. I couldn't, so I couldn't stay awake. Um, and then another time, um, so sometimes when girls have that time in a month, they use sponges. So they put them inside. Um, and this girl was using a sea sponge, which in theory is better because it's all natural. So it doesn't have the same ramifications as using like a, a triangle makeup sponge. Um, and I didn't know, but we were in doggy and I was fucking her and it literally was wearing the skin off the, the head of my dick. So by the time it was too late, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, that doesn't feel good. I literally had worn the skin off the head of my dick. And then I had the jerk to pop after that. And you're like, I'm almost in tears, like crying. Like, I just want to come and let this be over. <laughs> um, and let's see. Uh, I fell off the bed during a pop shot before. Uh, we were doing uh, Missionary. Uh, I can't remember the girl's name, but she was a vivid contract girl. And so we were in niche and I was crawling up to, to basically pop on her mouth and I got to the edge of the bed and literally during the pop, I fell off the bed as I was coming on her face. Um, so that was embarrassing. Uh, there's, there's a bunch. I have dozens. What do they do with a shot like that? Like, do you have to start again? Well, usually, so it's a close up. Um, so most of the pop got already there and so they just use the close-up shot. But I literally fell off the bed. So you're like, ah, ah, boom, boom, boom. And then I fell and, and then got back up. And they, like, looked up from the camera like, what the hell? And I'm like, sorry. And they were busting up laughing in the background as soon as they cut the camera. <laughs> oh, hi, Bam. Uh, all right. What's been your worst sexual experience either on camera or in your personal life? Worst sexual experience? Yeah. Uh. Uh, one for my personal life uh, I was fucking this girl I don't know how long we were having sex for for a little bit and um, she said to me something to the effect of um, you should just come already and I pretty much stopped in the middle of it and was like I'm good and she was like what and I go I'm good and she was like what do you mean and I'm like I'm done she goes you came and I'm like hell no and she was like, well, what, what? I want you to come. And I'm like, not the way you asked. The way you asked is to stop. So we're done. You can get your shit and get the fuck out. <laughs> That's one of my biggest pet peeves when I'm having sex. Especially if, like, they're going down on me and they're like, oh, yeah, like, come already. Or, like, they, like, make some kind of reference to me coming. I don't like people asking me to come. I find it, like, a big turn off. I think I just get in my head too much. But that's, like, yeah, I'm, it depends how they ask. But a lot of times men do not ask it right. And then it makes you feel like they're like, other bitches come faster. Like, fuck, this bitch is taking a while. And I'm like, okay, this is really like a fucking desert down there now. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll fucking get locked drawn a guy 
but I feel guilty if I feel like I'm taking Oh, my God, girl. I, like, fucking get a neck kink, like, my, yeah. But, like, heaven forbid it takes yeah, 20 I've noticed the difference between the two is men can let it go and women get very upset if you don't fucking come. No, I, oh, my God, I, like, the amount of relationship fights I've had because a guy either didn't want to fuck every day or he lost his erection, or, <laughs> which I know is totally not fair. I mean, I should totally work on being a better person that I'm probably not going to be. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> like, you need to want to fuck me all the time. You must maintain your erection, and you must come within 30 seconds the minute you see me naked. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. We, we would never work out. <laughs> just, you'd be like, why are you still fucking me? And I'd be like, can I just focus? <laughs> what? We haven't gone to my major trust issues yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like guys don't care as much if a girl comes than when a, when like girls care if a guy comes. Um, girls, guys don't give a fuck. I think I think women definitely do care, um, but I also think guys care. But I think that we're so lost in general that we don't know f- past our nose, so we just gotta say fuck it. You know what I mean? And that's the difference between the two. And so. So here's the difference. So I'll, I'll say this. So if I'm on set, right, and we give time to let a girl do her girly stuff, a.k.a. be clean and stuff like that, if she chooses to go ahead and, like, douche or something like that, she certainly can, um, whatever her prep consists of. Now, if I'm working with a girl and a girl goes, um, you really have that fresh down there? Can you go rinse off or take a shower? I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You know, now I happen to shower right before every scene. That's just my MO. It's what I do. Um, <clears throat> so I've never had a girl say anything even remotely like that. Thank goodness. At least not to my face. Um, <laughs> but a dude wouldn't be like, you know, oh, well, fuck you, bitch. Like, you know what I mean? They'd be like, wow, I'm really sorry. Now, if a guy were to tell a girl, uh, you're not really all that fresh down there. Can you go shower? The girl would be like, you know what? Fuck you. You ain't shit. Fuck off. My pussy's fine. Go fuck yourself. Now I'm not working with you. Fuck off. So we take mediocre pussy sometimes because we're too scared to say some shit. That pretty much encompasses every aspect of a woman. So if you're having a hard time having an orgasm, sometimes guys look up and we just don't know how to use any sort of uh, etiquette or, uh, uh, you know, kit gloves, so to speak, with asking things. You know, we just kind of pop our head up like a little fucking gopher and we're like are you are you close uh not now motherfucker did you now i'm fucking irritated you know and so we just don't know how to have the conversation you know Mm -hmm. one of the ways i'll do it is uh if if i don't know the girl that well i will tell them like as we're getting started aka the warm-up is always everything right it's always how you set the tone and i'll tell a girl you don't get to come until you tell me so don't be closing your eyes, going off in your own fucking world. You better communicate with me. When it's going to happen, you better fucking look at me and let me know because I'm a part of this. So don't cheat me. Just, and, just me. And, yeah, and now they're like, oh, oh, okay, cool. So now at least she knows she has rapport with me, right? And so that usually de-stresses the situation uh, if there's somebody that get a little bit nervous about those kind of things. You know, and if I even think they're getting close, I'd be like, oh, you better not come yet. And then, and then they go like, I'm not going to. I'm like, OK, cool. And now I got a mental note. She's not there yet. So that look is just on the way. Or they're like, oh, but I'm so close. And then I'll be like, you better fucking wait until you tell me, you know, or something <laughs> like that. 
So you, it's, just, it's just all about communication, how you communicate, you know. But if you just, like I said, if you just wipe your fucking face and be like, are you there? No, <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, and I feel like that's a huge difference between, like, a pro and a sieve. It's like fucking Brad from the bar is, first of all, not having a shower before he fucks you, and he's definitely yeah. not going down on you before he fucks you. Yeah, like, fuck if you come. Uh, yeah, so I call them squares, like non-sex workers I call squares, which I yeah. think is a little offensive to some people, but fuck it. And, um, yeah, squares are, for the most part, fucking clueless about how a vagina works, and I was having yeah. a threesome with a, a girlfriend of ours a little a while back, and, uh, yeah. you know, afterwards we, <laughs> we always laugh sometimes about, like, fuck, life's weird, hey? Like, the amount of shit we go through and how <laughs> casual and comfortable I am with my friends, and I was like, yo, what the fuck was he doing to our clit when he was trying to find it. And she's like, dude, was he doing that to you too? Where he was like, like with his finger, like acting like it was like a, what's it called? A DJ thing? Like <laughs> on the clit? A turntable? Yeah, like turntabling our clit. And I was like, dude, yeah, what the fuck? And she's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> and then, uh, so we're like, yeah, these guys, like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And then I think I'm pretty like good at giving verbal direction, which is like, you know, some people take it, some people, like, are in their own world there and listen. And then if I have to, I'll, like, move their hand to, like, where I need it to be. And then they'll, like, fight me. It's like, why are you, what are, what are, what are you, like, arm wrestle now? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I'm trying to show you something. Oh, yeah, swear men. <laughs> the worst. The fact that men think they know a woman's body better than a woman is always an interesting thing. But most men are not taught to ask questions. Most men are taught to shut the fuck up. In the, in the club, I once had a guy... Uh, mansplain to me a female orgasm. I've had guys explain periods to me. I'm like, go, go the fuck on, yeah, tell me more. <laughs> uh, uh, next question. <laughs> what has been your favorite scene to shoot and why? Uh, my favorite scene shoot. Hmm. I don't know. A favorite scene? I, you have no idea. I don't know how many scenes I've done. I've been doing 13... Um, I think that the um, the number of scenes that's a tough one um, probably be something along the lines of something I did in uh, BDSM like you know for kink or something um, that, that's I, I couldn't tell you okay there's, there's too many to choose from fair Uh, are there certain porn actors or actresses that you won't shoot with, and why? Spill the tea. <laughs> um, are there people that I won't shoot with? Um, yeah, uh, usually it's because we dated at one time, and now we don't. And so they usually don't want to fuck me after, you know. Uh, I used to date a girl named Olivia Austin, who's drop-dead gorgeous. Uh, and a really, really good person. And we just weren't a good match together. And she doesn't like me very much. And it's very understandable. And so I'm 1,000% positive I'm on her no list. But it's not because I did anything or she did anything. It's just, you know, we don't we don't get down like that. Um, and there's been a few others. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody um, off the top of my head. Uh it could be a lot of stuff. Usually I won't work with somebody if they're just an asshole. Like, if you just act like an asshole, like, I'm not interested in working with you. Um, it's a pretty fair standard. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you know, or or if you if you get a case of of uh, uh, I'm famous, like. Don't get it twisted, bitch. You suck dick for a living. I get my dick sucked for a living, okay? You're not curing cancer over here. (laughs) Uh, Next question is from Kendra Lust, and she asked, who's your favorite MILF of all time? (laughs) If that really is Kendra Lust, then she already knows. If it really is Kendra, then Kendra is by far... There's two MILFs that I am absolutely in adoration and love with. One of them is Kendra, and the other one is Phoenix Marie. Kendra Lust is probably one of the coolest fucking people on the planet and one of the most humble um, women I've ever met. Her uh, her work ethic is beyond reproach. Uh, she's not paying me to say this, by the way. Like, it's just she, like <laughs> she, she is, oh my God, that woman is so fucking and sexy and and she's been beyond cool she actually took me to mexico on a on a tour and got me paid um for this like um called sexo expo it's kind of like an avn type you know um event where they have porn stars there and stuff like that the irony of the whole thing is, is so it's in mexico um there's a lot of female performers there and there's one guy named jordy jordy's really well-known especially in, in Latin America um, because mainly he's from Spain. He speaks Spanish. And he's also like about 5'5 five, five and about 120 pounds soaking wet. And I mean, dude's got probably 750,000 followers or something like that. Um, and so we're at the show and I'm with Kendra and um, everybody treats me like I'm security because like I said, I'm not a small person. And so, and then I don't necessarily have the nicest look to me. So people would be like, if I was walking with the girls, they're like, uh, can I take a, a, a picture? I'm like, I don't work for this bitch. Like, I don't ask her. Like, I fucking perform. Like, I'm not her security team. I'm the talent. And they would always, <laughs> You've seen yeah, my dick and too. I, they'd always be like asking me shit like that. And they're like, oh, I didn't know. Fuck you. Catch <laughs> <Catch> is awesome. <laughs> Uh, next question. Your plans for when you're 60? <laughs> uh, not to be shooting porn. Although maybe porn for you. Because I was just going to say, please don't, guys. don't crush my dreams here. <laughs> <laughs> you just need well, to get a little I mean, bit of a belly on you and we're good. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I won't ever have a belly. I, I pray. But I'm also not 20. I'm, I'm, I'm older than I am younger. So I'm, I'm 46. Okay, I can work with that. <laughs> is there sort so, of a, a shelf life for porn stars? I don't, not for male performers. I mean, Steve Holmes is um, easily in his mid-50s and still performing. And that dude's been performing for like 30 years or something like that. Um, and is very visually an older guy, you know, Um so I, I think as long as you can do the job, people will continue to hire you because there's just not a large influx of males that can do the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question, the last two here. Is there specific self-care that you've discovered you need to keep mentally or spiritually healthy in sex work? Um, yeah, I think that there are things that you need to do to keep yourself healthy. Number one, um, 
first and foremost, in, in any form of entertainment, you need to be grounded. Don't buy into the bullshit and the hype because whether you know, you're know you Dwayne Johnson or you're someone like me that's a male performer, like don't ever believe the hype because it's not there. I'm very fortunate to keep myself around people who remind me that I ain't all that different from them. I just happen to be in a different field. Like, so, you know, to, to the audience is Derek Pearson. Oh, he must not even do his own grocery shopping. I don't know why that's a fucking thing, but I'm a normal goddamn person. But to my friends, I'm like, D, A fool, don't get it fucking twisted. You ain't no better than me. And they constantly remind me and keep me grounded, right? So you don't believe your own hype because that's all it is, is hype. Um, and also to have multiple activities outside the business. I do not live and breathe for adults. I have a ton of other things that I do. Um, podcast and I, I've written books and um, I do other investments. I have real estate. I have a bunch of other things that I do that have nothing to do with the adult business. And they keep your mind fresh. Like if anything that you obsess over and, and immerse yourself in to no extent, to, to, to the utmost extent, to, you know, uh, to fault, it's going to eat you up eventually and it's not going to be a constructive thing. Definitely. Uh, so last listen question here. The biggest misconception about the porn industry? Oh, the biggest misconception of the porn industry. Um, God, there's a couple. Mm. Oh, oh, probably the biggest misconception is that we all make a shit ton of money. That's what Samantha Max said. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the biggest overall. You know, like I said, like, oh, do you do your own grocery shopping? Who the fuck do you think I am? Like, I, I, yeah, I go to my own grocery shopping. I get my own damn coffee. I, you know, I, I'm a normal person. I work for paychecks just like everybody else does. Some days my paychecks are bigger than yours. Some days I don't get paid. Um, this is very much at will employment and it takes time, effort and energy. And you have to literally grind to make a living, not to be rich. To make a living. Most performers are not doing all that great. You know, if you don't hustle, you don't make it. It's the same with dancers. Like, you know, the bras that are cute as fuck or who are badasses and, you know, they're like bomb. You're like, wow, that girl is drop dead gorgeous. She just can dance. But they have no hustle. They're going to fucking drown. You know, so if, if you don't grind, you don't hustle, you don't make money. I don't care what you do. So for people to think that just because I shoot porn for a living, so I must make a lot of money is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So before we let you go, every interview we do, there's three questions that we ask the interviewee. So the first question, what is one thing on your sexual bucket list that you haven't done yet? Fuck a little person. I want to fuck a little person. Okay. I will send Sassy Cassie your way. I'll send her your, her Instagram. She's amazing. She's such a sweetheart. She's cute as hell. We'll set this up. <laughs> we will make this happen. Just throw me in the credits, okay? Uh, and find me an old fat man. <laughs> no problem. The next question. What is one thing you've tried sexually that you probably wouldn't do again? Gang bangs. It's not really my thing. And lastly, but I, I will, I will do like one or two guys. Like I've brought guys home to fuck my my wife, so I don't like. I'm cool with that. 
So petite gangbangs. <laughs> <laughs> a very, very small gathering. Yeah. <laughs> COVID safe gangbang. Six feet distance. There you go. <laughs> uh, your last question. If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Hmm. Um, be nice. Care about people. Doesn't matter who you are in the world, right? Like, we all need the same shit. You know, stop trying to step on somebody else just to get a leg up. Because in the end, it's not going to help you. The only way you're going to get anywhere or do anything is through other people's help. Nobody got to the top alone. Not a single solitary person in any walk of life ever made it all by their damn self. Everybody has help. And you never know, the person that you help up might change your life just from you taking an extra five seconds to give somebody a hand. Mm-hmm. Very good last words. Yes. Beautifully said. <laughs> okay, Derek, where can people find you? Uh, the easiest way to find me is uh, on my Instagram, which is uh, Derek Pierce, D-E-R-R-I-C-K-P-I-E-R-C-E, and then also on my OnlyFans, which is also uh, my name. Those are the two easiest ways to find me. Um, and I do my best to respond to everybody's messages. Uh, sometimes it gets hard. Give me time. I'll get to it. <laughs> I really want to make a porn pun, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Give me time. It'll get, it's hard. Give me time. It'll get there. Um, and Riley, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Van City Riley. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. Slide to my DMs with questions, comments, etc. Thank you so much for joining us, Derek, and congratulations on your Avian nomination. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful weekend. Happy Halloween. Bye. Bye. And before you guys run away, make sure to check out our amazing sponsors. We have Miss Envy Botanicals, and they're dedicated to producing 100% organic medicinal cannabis products available at upscale dispensaries nationwide. They have a wide variety of products ranging from topical skincare, culinary additives, and cannabis oil, as well as Phoenix Tears. All of their creations are produced with only the best organic non-GMO ingredients and infused with love. Use code DANNY10 for 10% off. Truly Lifestyle Brand is an all-natural and cruelty-free skincare company that allows your skin to become its best self. They just launched two new amazing products, a facial scrub and a powder exfoliant, so go check those out right now. Use code TRULYPLUSATIP for 10% off your first online order. Temptations Avenue Laundry is a Canadian-owned laundry brand with a variety of styles ranging from sexy and wild to demure and sweet. Check them out on Instagram at Temptations Avenue and use our discount code TIP25 to get 25% off. That's TIP25, T-I-P-25 for 25% off your entire order. And lastly, for hair and skincare products that work absolute wonders, follow my girl on Instagram at tiffany.valentina.bella. Message her Danny Hair to get your personal hair and skin consult and save up to 40% off on her amazing products. Have a wonderful week and happy hoeing!